0: Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, listeners and friends You're very welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers here on irishtalkers.com You can get in touch with us preferably by sending us an email to info at irishtalkers.com but if you really must you can go to Facebook and leave a note there where we are the Talk Show for Talkers You can also visit our website irishtalkers.com we will find links to pretty well every episode we've ever recorded. My name is Moira O'Brien and uh, this week is our interview week and I'm delighted to be able to hand you over to the jolly James Finnegan to introduce this week's guest. Over to you, James.
1: Hello, listeners. I am delighted to bring to your listening the wonderful Michael McCann. I had the great privilege of working with Michael at last year's conference and he gave a talk about his youth leadership program that I particularly found inspirational, and I'm sure you will too. Michael is a member at Navon Toastmasters, and for his sins, he's also an area director in Area 16. Michael, you're very welcome to the talk show for talkers. Thank you, James. Thanks for the advice. I can't believe you've missed out until now, but you're a shy retiring type, and you work in the background, and I've seen that at close quarters. Tell me, what first brought you to Toastmasters?
2: I for work. I had to do presentations and I had to do speeches. When it came to doing the technical presentations, I had no problems whatsoever. Uh, it was you know that's my background technical IT. But when I had to stand up and do large presentations live in front of an audience, I dreaded it. And uh, for work, I had to do a, a large presentation. To, um, to all of the IT and probably and I opposed. I really did not enjoy the whole experience. And I reached out to a Toastmaster who helped me prepare for the next one, and that got me kind of over the line. And then that's what I decided, I need to do something about this. I need to join Toastmasters. So exactly eight years ago, nearly to the day, I joined Navin. I, I went to my first meeting, my New Year's resolution, went to my first Toastmaster meeting in Navin. And it was eight years ago, and as they say the rest is history. Um, but yeah, they had an open night, and then um, New Year's resolution was join join Toastmasters.
1: What was your first meeting like,
2: Michael? I I still remember it to this day. My um, Farland was the president at the time, and but when I walked into the room, I think I had the kind of preconceived notion that Toastmasters was about you know, it was all very stuffy and it was about after dinner speeches, and everyone was going to be wearing, you know, a monkey suit. And, you know, so that was my preconceived conception. I went in and and I was doing a speech, and I was taken away from that place, but, you know, mesmerized by her speech. And it was really, there were some quirks about the meeting, you know, when they were doing posts and there was no glass in their hand and stuff like that. I was kind of like, is this a bit of a cult? But, I really enjoyed the meeting. They were so welcoming and they really encouraged you to to get involved, take on a role as soon as possible. And that's what I did. And within the month, I'd done my icebreaker.
1: Wow. And as you say, you've never looked
2: back since. Yes, yes.
1: Never looked back. And,
2: you know, that's kind of, went through this journey. I really took on, um, you know, encouraged by Anne and, and Pat Foley and a number of the the kind of senior members there. They really encouraged me to kind of, Get it stuck in, get the speeches done. So very quickly, I moved through my CC and my TL manuals. And it was really, they were encouraging you to kind of, to, yeah, take it on, do the manuals, and you know, just keep on doing, You know, get involved, keep doing it. I suppose the key thing was don't waste a meeting. And what I mean by that is a lot of people that go, on this, they go to a meeting, but they never say anything. And like. I find that's a waste of meeting. I I always either take on a role or at least volunteer to do you know a table topic or something because I feel if you go to a meeting and you don't speak you you're you're not developing you're not pushing yourself. That's why I always encourage especially new people to take on even small roles at the start. That really helps to kind of build your your confidence and that's what's all about. And when we look at you know, where I started, I was really uncomfortable. Standing up and talking in front of people, and now where I've come to now is I've no problem standing up and talking in front of anybody. What I, what do I get out of Toastmasters is when I see new people coming in and I work with those new people and help them to kind of come out of their shell and find their find their voice. That's really what I get out of Toastmasters now. It's just seeing these people that come in, find their voice, and really see their confidence building. Building, it's you know, so that's why I get out of postmasters now, and that's
1: why I'm I'm so actively involved in the club and in the area. Well, you're an obvious mentor and supporter, Michael, and you gave a wonderful speech at last year's conference about your youth leadership program. Perhaps you might tell us a bit about that. And so it was kind of post-COVID, we have been looking at doing
2: the youth leadership, and we we've, we've been looking at it for for a number of years. And I think it was Brendan Helton had um, he had reached out to us and he shared some information around the youth leadership. We would attended a couple of talks on it, and there's a whole international program around youth leadership. And really, what it is is there's a set manual, you've got an instructor manual, and you've got like a, um, manual for the for the kids that are doing it. And it's fairly structured, it's over eight weeks. You 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 kind of go through and you develop both their, their Speaking, you know, all the different stages, like similar speech graphs, but you be altered into the leadership stuff as well, and actually run the meetings themselves. But what we do is slightly different. Was the manual is only the content. Just you know, you know, you don't want to just read from the manual. So what we did is we worked very closely with with, with Brendan and uh, Burnett in the UK, and what we did is looked at method of instruction. How should we actually teach this? How should, how can we get a point across? What are the tools that we can use um to get the you know not to read from the manual, but what tools can we use to help the kids to message across them, to them to educate them? And I was really took and also a corporate approach, so it wasn't you know I use manuals, I use a um, PowerPoint presentation and. We had a very structured uh, approach to doing it. Uh, and that worked really, really well. Uh, I think in the past, people have done it, and they've done it without any slides, without any handouts, where I took the opposite approach. I did it very much as if I was doing a corporate workshop. It was all structured. It was PowerPoint presentations for the kids can follow along, but also it was really interactive. And we used lots of little kind of games with the kids to get them to start engaging with us. And initially, you know, the there, there was a you know, the teachers were like we don't know about this because we weren't pointing out all the mistakes that they were making. What we were doing was we were using positive reinforcement. We were picking out things that they did well, reinforcing with them. You did this really well. You do this. Maybe you could enhance this. It was really the Toastmaster you know, approach, which was slightly different than you know, the traditional way in the schools where the teachers will, you know, they'll point out all your mistakes so you don't make them. Really well, for us, we took a slightly different approach. And I know there's some teachers scratching their heads for the first couple of weeks, but then afterwards, we start getting the kids to run it themselves. And we found that this approach worked really, really well. The guys found their, they really did find their voice. And from, if you look at the kids from the first week until kind of week seven, we couldn't shut them up. You know, they were running the meetings, they table topics, they were all volunteering. And then what we did as well is we used, you to have a showcase event at the end where you run a meeting. Well, we did a slightly different one where we worked with the students and we identified. You know, a number of students volunteered to do speeches. What we did is we took part as as part of their graduation. I went up and gave a small speech around what is postmasters, what is youth leadership, and I explained it to the parents, the teachers, and then the kids came up and they did a number of speeches. Now it was integrated into the agenda. So they do, you know, two or three speeches at the start, and then back at the end, and they do another two or three speeches. And it was really around their experience for their year, and this was their transition year, so they're talking about five speeches were about their transition year. And it, it was unbelievable because it brought everybody together—the parents, the teachers, and the children—and the experience that they that they gained. And afterwards, they, you know, everyone couldn't speak highly enough of how they'd seen these kids develop. Over that period, and we also had some, you know, that were special needs. And what we found is they were the ones that actually blossomed the most. Because beforehand, you know, they didn't get really engaged. And what we, what they did is they had so many questions. Once they kind of got the rules of engagement and they figured out what to do and how to kind of write a speech and how to respond to a tabletop and how to do different roles, they excelled at it so much so that in the last couple of meetings. They were, doing, they were trying to do all the table topics. We had to limit the numbers that they could do because they were answering every single table topic. So to see that transformation from, you know, very shy, not willing to say anything in front of the class to, you know, or eight weeks later, not being able to shut them up. And um, So that, for me, that's what I got out of, out of the leadership, seeing that transformation in front of your eyes and to be part of that transformation and seeing the kids now going on and doing, you know, being now very active and doing other stuff outside of the school. And I hope CDs will be kind of, you know, future Toastmasters as
1: well. Well, I think that's a wonderful story, Michael. And as you say, there'll be future Toastmasters. And the additional benefit is that parents and teachers and family members will get to know about Toastmasters without those preconceptions that you described earlier. Yeah, And if you look at it even from, um, we've, we've
2: had open nights and you may have, you know, a small number of people that will attend. We With the graduation there's 200 people there at the graduation and it's like a free um, night from a postmaster point of view because you know you're getting the message out there there's kids are doing the speeches and it's in a very kind of positive and reinforcing environment. So it's a pretty cheap night from, from a PR perspective because you've got a captive audience and um, yeah I, it was also great. The kids were all dressed up in in you know in their ball gowns and all that type of stuff. So it was it was it was a great night, and I am really really positive.
1: And Michael, where could you find out more details about this program? Is there a website or is there an email address that people could contact?
2: Well, Liz Burnett, uh, she's looking after it this year, and um, it's on the postmasters. I think District Seventy One has a section there around um, youth leadership. There's also uh, on the Toastmasters International website. There's also um, a section there around youth leadership, and I'd be happy to. You know, I think at the conference this year we're also going to have a stall for youth leadership. And but I'm happy for people to reach out to myself or Brendan or Liz, and we can share the details. But really encourage Toastmasters to take it, look at this. You know, I know part of your distinguished Toastmasters TTM um, path you can do to youth leadership, but I'd also, I'd encourage Toastmasters to look at this, especially Toastmasters that have been there a few years. What can you give back? You know, What can you give back to your community? And this is something really, really fantastic you can do. It's, it's not just your personal development. But what can I give back to the community? And it also reinforces it then Toastmasters as more of a community club than just you know an abstract international club. You know, so That's what I really would encourage is people to have a look at it. Um, doesn't take up that much time once you've done it once and you've you've kind of you built up the materials, you've built up the manuals, you know what you're doing. It doesn't take an awful lot of time. then after that, I'm willing to share any of the we've we've created any material that we've created in support of the official program. Um, we, the manuals are also available on the Toastmasters International site. They're heavily discounted. I think they're like something like two two euros or two dollars or something for the manuals. Really cheap. Um and I definitely encourage other Toastmasters
1: to have a look at the program and see what you can do to actively give back to the community. Well, it's wonderful work, Michael, and congratulations and well done to all those involved. Let's come back to you. Here's 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 the the sixty-four thousand dollar question. What would you change in Toastmasters? Where do I start?
2: <laughs> no, I, I think I think there's been a lot of change in Toastmasters over the past number of years. When you think about, we've just gone through the COVID and the whole hybrid approach, and we've just moved, you know, moved from manuals that were originally kind of in the you know 70s and 80s, they were the original concepts to a pathway. And Pathways is going through another change now, um, learning management systems. So I think it is, postmasters is developing. I think one of the things that would change is, I think we need to change the external persona of what Toastmasters is all about. Uh, what I mean that from is, you know, the, the website and all that is fine, but a lot of people don't really know what Toastmasters is about. It's the best type of secret. And that's what I think I would change about Toastmasters is to make it more accessible, change the messaging around it. to be It's more than, you know, it's not just about public speaking. It's, it's much more than that. And I think that's, what I would change is um, I would try and get the message out there and try and make it more accessible and, you know, kind of main, more mainstream within the local communities around what is,
1: you know, what is Toastmaster? And to be fair to you, Michael, you're living up to that challenge yourself by actually going out into the community and working with young people. There
2: was another initiative Calvin Toastmasters did earlier in the year, uh, probably late last year, and that was we ran a wedding fair. So, it, you know, there was more to wedding speeches. Um, but we had a, an open night, but it was more focused around wedding. And I was actually one of the, the speakers at that. And it was really good. It's another way of kind of getting the message out there and educating people. I was, you know, very kind of niche because it was around wedding speeches. Um, and so we did have a few people turned up for that. Um, there were some sponsorship given the, the room another way that you can kind of give back to the community and get people involved and engaged. so um at, and in preparation for that we also went on to the local FM radio and we did a radio interview and that was another way to kind of you know what is toastmasters and you know, trying, trying to get new members in and you know promote the the wedding um, event so that's other ways that we can do. It. We need more than that. We need, a, you know, we need a campaign, or you know, get we need to get postmaster there, and not just the, you know, an interview on the radar, We need to do an op to kind of change that public perception of what is.
1: If it's any consolation to you, Michael, a few years ago, Trelee did a wedding fair, and I got married to one of the poor, unfortunates, my fellow members, who promptly left me at the tea time break, which I thought was the worst thing could happen to me. But until the pictures appeared in the weekly newspaper. I then had to explain to my wife, <laughs> or as I refer to her as the current Mrs Finnegan, what I was doing, getting married again. I hope, hopefully, it didn't have any lasting effects. No, the the wounds cleaned up quite clearly. Tell me, Michael, what do you do outside Toastmasters? So
2: outside of Toastmasters, I I run a club with the kids. Our kids code. Uh, we do. Um, we up there. We do coding with the kids and they do projects and we. We actually did a presentation then to the minister um, last year. Working, you know, so working with Trinity College, we're trying to of uh, young kids coding at a very early age. We run local, we run the local clubs around. We're trying to develop that and really getting kids engaged in technology, in coding, at you know a very young age. Getting them, you know, doing different projects, and you know they're getting a great kick out of that. So that's you know, it's of Toastmasters, that it takes up a lot of time, so they do that and then. For work, and I work as a principal consultant for a US law firm. Um, I engage with large corporations and uh, advisory services to them, uh, my mainly around cloud adoption and migration, et cetera. But I suppose when you look at where I am today, I firmly believe that I'm only here because of Toastmasters. I actually now talk for a living. And if you had asked me 10 years ago, you know, do you think I'd be where I am today? I would have said, absolutely no way. By joining Toastmasters really gave me the confidence to do that. Uh, I have to go back to it, it was about eight years ago. I listened to a talk from Nick Corcoran, and he basically said, There's three things you need to do, for Michael, going forward. And one, you just believe in yourself, believe that you're good enough to do the job. You're just as good as anyone else around the table. I can, you know, give you the confidence to go ahead and to do it. And the next thing was, Say yes. Have the courage to say yes. Both from a work perspective and from a toastmaster perspective, that's about. I've said yes, and then afterwards go, "Oh no, why did I say yes?" <laughs> but it's pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, and that's really, really important. You know, know your limitations. You know, know, what you can take on. Don't be afraid to take on a role, and you know so that's. You know, the second thing was to say yes, and be you're in over your head, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And they were the three tips that that uh, gave to me. And I've kind of been gone by those those three tips. And, you know, if you asked me 10 years ago, yeah, where where would I be today?
1: It, you know, without Toastmasters, I think I'd be in a very different place. Well, Michael, there is no better way to end this interview than on that highly positive note. Thank you very much indeed for all your time. Thank you for your work in the community with the youngsters. And thank you, member of, of Navin Toastmasters. Michael McCann. Thank you very much, James. Take care.
0: Thank you, James. And thank you to our guest, Michael. And the best of luck with uh, your future youth leadership programs and other initiatives. Very well done. Well, that's the end of this episode. I hope you'll join us again next week when we will have our magazine version of the show. We'll see you then. So from myself, Mario O'Brien, from Jez Finnegan, and from our guest, Michael, goodbye.